Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I consciously choose my sexual experiences for positive self-growth. Well, we're back on sex again. Here we are on the couch this Wednesday morning. Jane and I. Hi, Jane. Hi. <laughs> I'm Rebecca. <laughs> and uh, we thought we'd talk about sex. We thought we'd talk about hookups. I have a feeling we've delved into this ages ago, but we're going to go deeper today. We're going to go into conscious awareness around sexual behavior. We're going to go into self-love and intent when it comes to what you're out seeking and perhaps why you occasionally find yourself blindly in patterns or you know habits maybe sexually or with the partners you're choosing or where you're at in your life that don't serve you or are trying to teach you something and maybe you're just not getting it i saw an example the other night of a woman who's slept with over 50 men and she she's really miserable but she doesn't know how to be any different she doesn't understand how to stop following through the, the 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 dance that she always follows. She doesn't know how to break that pattern that and, and create yeah. a different energy when she meets a man. Yep. Um Jane, you would have met thousands of people yes. you know, who who are navigating one night stands, hook up, especially yep. if they've come out of very long marriages, they're in their fifties, they never had a twenties of, of going crazy. Well they, that's probably the most common um it, it, that I see is people that met their life partner or their um, long-term relationship when they were teenagers, often at high school, and maybe they only had their one lover and the marriage has ended and, of course, now they're free. Now, I always actually say, you know, most people go into a marriage hoping it's going to be for the rest of their life and when it ends, it's, it's sad because there is a loss of a dream for them. But I then say that the bonus is, Sex can often get quite boring with just the one person. So guess what? You don't have to have that limitation any longer. You're free. You're free to explore. Now, we love that idea in theory. And and we got that idea in the 60s. And we've played with that idea for the decades since. But from the research I've seen, women still don't really enter and exit a hookup with a clean slate emotionally. It's much, much, much tougher on the women than the men. The men still have clean rules and boundaries around it. Some really, men. really clean. Some men. Some men. The men that report being unfulfilled after a hookup, which is a much lower percentage, do so because they're hollow, empty, or lonely. Well, I actually find that most, or most of the men I meet, now I'm sure there's those that that are finding hookups please them for years and years and years. I'm not going to meet because they're not, not coming to me to, to find a partner, a dating they? agency, no. You know, and they have no trouble finding partners to have hookups if with. Or having, having people to have hookups if with. If someone's having hookups for years, though, I'm getting intimacy blocks or issues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Flag waving everywhere. Totally, totally. And sex addiction. Uh, but I find that I do have a lot of men that come to me that say, you know what, I've had my fun, but it's just getting empty. And they can't, and, and I've had some of them say to me, well, the common words are, it just feels empty after, or I feel like I lost a little bit of my soul each time. I just can't do it anymore. And that's the desire for them to want to have something deeper and richer with a partner. Fascinating. It is. The women have that, but they have it in spades. The women are absolutely still all expecting, even though they know, they know that they went into a hookup situation. If you meet someone and within a very short amount of time, you're completely intimate with that person. Women's, there's still some part of 
women that actually think they're going to get a phone call the next day or think they, they just want to know that they were still valuable. They just want to know that I can give you, you know, the they, answer. They weren't used and all. It's, I mean, there's a lot off. of answers. Well, it is, but there's also a little hormone called oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone. It bonds, it is released in breast milk. It bonds the mother to the baby and the baby to the mother. It's also released in orgasm. And so a woman will quite comfortably meet some guy at a bar. He's hot. She wants her pipes cleaned out. It's game on. She knows exactly what's happening. She's not expecting anything the next day. It's done. It's dusted. The seal, the deal is sealed and the deed occurs. And then the next morning, she's texting him. She's walking past his place, his place of work. Please notice me. She's hoping that she's going to hear from him. She's become a raving stalker. And she's looking at herself thinking, why? I don't even particularly think this guy's that great. Why am I doing this? What's going on? Oxytocin, she's bonded to him. I have read recently, though, Jane, that there is a male version of oxytocin. There which is. We didn't know about. And I forget there what is. it's called. But men have their own release of something. They do. it's primal for men to need to bond as well for the survival of the tribe. That's right. Um, so it is Interesting. There, I mean, I haven't read this what report you're talking about and and there could be newer science that I've not it was just the other come week. across yeah um flick it to me when you find it but I am aware that men do release oxytocin uh, when they go through male menopause usually at some point in their 50s and so by then <laughs> the, the to be a bit of throwaway lines here the scenario would be you know the high school sweethearts marry they're together for 20 or 30 years and then he's been emotionally out of the marriage, hasn't been as present as she has been. She's over it. She's left. And guess what? He's hit 50 and he's bonded now. Yeah. And it's actually kind of Mother Nature's trick. It's not very funny. Yeah. Um, but but I, Yeah, but I, I do believe that I've met a lot of men that have said they feel they do bond with women. But I think we're talking more emotions here, need, mm. self-love in a child rather than actual hormones being released. Because I think the other thing that happens in the early dance of a hookup is the man gets to do the thing that men kind of thrill on or thrive on, which is the chasing or the attaining of. The hunt. It's a challenge. Oh, yes. they got to work for it. And, 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 and from the woman's side, she gets flattered. Her ego goes through the roof. She thinks she's amazing. She thinks she's the most gorgeous thing he's ever seen. I've actually done statistics that show that um, men um, kind of put on the beer goggles, even if they're not drinking glasses with women, that they're going to sleep with. So they, they're happy to lower their standards. Um, and women get an inflated sense of how gorgeous they are, whereas actually <laughs> everyone is carrying on Can a I fantasy say evolution. That is exactly what I see when people come to my service. Explain. Oh, gee, some of my beautiful clients listen to this. And this isn't everyone, but it is. It's reality check I do time. see a lot. I do see a lot. Women are far harder to please in matching than men. Far harder. Yeah. Women have much higher standards of what they're looking for than men. And often I feel that men will be very happy with somebody that, you know, like, like attracts like. And so if a guy has a criteria, if he describes himself, then I will normally look for a female that's similar. And if a woman describes herself, I'll look for a man that's similar. Mm. It's only my opinion, but I do do this a lot, and I think I'm quite good at it. It's interesting that the man will often believe he's actually outside of his batting outside his average with who I've presented. Yeah. 
and the woman will think that he's not good enough. And well, there's something in, in the um the the male ego there too, though. About this is where this is like the American U.S. college hookups culture, where the guy, the football jock, goes and brags to all his mates the next day if he netted a girl that he thought was slightly above yes, his station. Yes, 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 yeah. And to the same extent, the there's this whole kind of primal evolution theory around. In in the cave days, men and women bonded and raised children. But if and and, and it, it was a woman's prerogative to be with the male that would bond with her. But if she was out picking berries and a dude from a neighbouring tribe walked past who was very symmetrical with an eight pack and he was you know the fastest, the bravest, the whatever, she would drop her stand, not drop her stand, but change her belief system just for that afternoon in the hope of propagating even stronger genes. Ah. So she would occasionally make an exception if, if, if a really hot piece of flesh came along that looked like the survival of the fittest type of dude right. and she'd do it just for him. <laughs> right? <laughs> Is that called a leaf pass? <laughs> Well, maybe it used to be. Yeah. So there, there is still some science behind why they think we occasionally just do stuff that's not even ourselves sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's yeah. all kinds of weird wiring reasons why the body does all kinds of, you know, maybe she's ovulating at that time or, you know, when women that's ovulate. Right. There's a lot of science behind stuff like that. Women look at more symmetrical men when they ovulate. Women look at men with squarer jaws when they ovulate. Like all this weird stuff. And the other time in the month when they're all in a different phase of the cycle, they want cuddly men. You sit on the couch with them and they're sweet and sensitive and talk about their feelings. You know, we, we go through all these different colours and rhythms through through the month. Gosh, we're complex, oh, aren't we? Sorry, men. Sorry. So complex. And can I just say while we're talking about men and women, if anyone really wants to further understanding the dynamics between male and female energies read david Dida. data d-e-i-d-a he's got a best-selling book um on on all of this stuff you'll find him if you if you kindle or amazon him he is the master of this language um and one of the things he says which is it's kind of a, a a more of a fine honed way of the way Dr. John Gray says it. John Gray's just like, you know, women are from Mars, women are from Venus. David Dita says, um, women are just this constant rippling pool of water of, of ever changing emotions. And we know that women have a thousand things going on in their head all at once. And that women, they're constant. They're constantly in motion. They'll be thinking and feeling and crying and sighing and happy and laughing and joy and, and then back crashing down. And every single emotion, it just flows through women nonstop all the time. And the more men learn to understand what they're dealing with, because, you know, men are, we don't want to be Gen, what's the word? Generalize or be dismissive, but men are so much more simple creatures in comparison to that because they're so they much like more that directional. I think that's and great, linear. and I, I yeah. think that's great too. And so, if I'd men, like to be a lot simpler, <laughs> wouldn't it be such a calm relief if men are doing something that's the sole thing that they're doing, and then they switch to a different box? You know, they don't do more than three things at once in their head. It's just if they're watching TV, they yeah, they've got the TV. drawer in the head out that's that right. says I've got the TV drawer. And if they're working on their car, they're just working on the car. Don't ask me what I'm thinking about for dinner next Wednesday night. I'm working on the car. Yeah, like I uh, love this analogy that he gives. It's fantastic. And we understand that. But the way that men and women can calm each other down and meet on the same page is when the woman is having the freak-out meltdown and she's doing the whole, um, you know, what do you mean you didn't take Sunday off? I told you three weeks ago I wanted you to take Sunday off. Or what do you mean you didn't take the bin out? I asked you on that. You know, whatever she's she's like having a big meltdown about is never actually about that. It's her saying, love me hard. And all the man needs to do to diffuse any situation is drop whatever he's doing and grab her so tightly she can't breathe and basically just love the fuck. 
Love the, love the hell you know, we've said F three times in our last three episodes. What's going on? Do you think they're still listening? <laughs> Are you still with us? Oh, my God, we swore. But it's – it's and, you know, I love in the last episode we just recorded about HSP when Jane said if you have an HSP child and you're non- non-HSP and they're having a big reaction, all you need to do is drop everything and cuddle them really tight. And it's the same thing, actually, I think, with women because we're all these highly sensitive balls of emotion. We don't really want him to – fix this or understand this or talk about this or da, 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 da. we just want the man to come in and say you're loved in that moment you're, you're loved and then we're like okay love tank full off i go right isn't that fabulous now, i like so that. when you come to the hookup there's so many emotional tapes underpinning what's brought this situation to even exist right now i'm going to be again really simple and say from i guess most guys point of view they have this whole set of rules that they all just seem to understand which is this is sex I'm not putting you on a pedestal. I don't worship you. I don't want to foster your children. I don't want to ask you how you are. I don't care about your job. I don't actually care about anything about you. This is a pure physical act, debauchery. And we'll, I can be present in the moment during that physical act. I can be the best lover you've ever had. I can make you feel amazing. But outside of those parameters, you have nothing of me. You have nothing of me. Yes. And it's the way men behave towards you between dates or between the times you see them that you know the truth about who they really are, what this relationship really is, right? Exactly. Are they texting you to say, hey, babe, do you want to hang? Or are they saying, are you free next Friday because I'm going to be in Perth but I'd like to take you to dinner and would you like to come for Indian? Beautiful. Exactly. Jane, how do you describe conscious awareness around sexual activity or consciously seeking sex? I think it's about asking yourself, what is it that you're wanting to get out of this? So, so many women on a really basic level actually believe that sex is the glue that bonds people together. And so, you know, they might meet this nice guy at a bar and think, he's cute. I really like him. I mentor him. He ticks all these boxes. He, of course, thinks she's cute. Yes, I'd like to have sex with her tonight. And as you just described, that's all it is. But she's thinking, but you know what? I'm really good at sex. Once he's had sex with me he's going to want more. And he's going, no, once I've been there, I'm done. Conquered, move on. And so there is the illusion for some women that once they get them into bed and they have this great night of sex, that the rules are going to be different. He is going to fall for her. He is going to be giving her these beautiful text messages saying, I'm in Perth and I'm flying back Friday. Do you want to go for Indian? And it's just not going to happen. No. So I want them to understand that sex is not the glue that bonds together. I also want women to understand that men that are wanting a relationship do not want to have sex with you on a first date and that many men will test you. They'll try and have sex with you on a first date and if you do, you're off the list. They will test you. They'll actually test how strong you are in your self-worth because they also want to know if your relationship material, are you going to need me all the time or if there's times when I say, hey, babe, do you want to do this? And you say, no, I've actually already got plans. We'll rain check that. They know that you're independent. You can stand on your own two feet and it reassures them that if later they have a little freak out or they need to go in their cave or they need some me time or some space later down the track, you'll give them that. That's right. independent and strong. Yes, yes, exactly. So understanding that sex isn't the glue and that that's not going to get you the second date. It's just not going to happen. I want women to understand, see, I'm not a moralist. I'm not saying don't have hookups. I think there are times that that can be fantastic. There are times that you might just be in the moment and you really feel lonely and you really miss the 
you miss sex and you miss the companionship of cuddling afterwards and all of that goes with that. Know that that's all you're going to get. But if you're happy for that, go in with it and that's fine. But it could also be about wanting to live a bit of your 20s again, as we said. It is about, you know what, I've never actually had really good sex because my ex-partner wasn't actually very good at it and I wonder what it's like to have sex with a really hot girl or guy that's fabulous and you know what, you want to know, well, here's your chance to experiment. So if that's you, but you're a highly spiritual and quite aware person, you'll probably find you're not going to need to do very much of it. No, you won't. You will not need to do much and you go, right, that's ticked. There are women who do this for 10 years, like the girl I said at the start and a friend of mine as well who just didn't know how to stop falling into bed. The minute she'd met a guy, she'd trip over and oops, fell on his dick again. Like seriously, (laughs) it was ridiculous. Thanks, Jane. Thanks for providing the candle after in the background. You make me laugh every episode. Oh, wordsmith. So <laughs> the thing about women is it actually feels more deeply soul-satisfying for both parties when the woman positions herself as a highly valued object, as something very precious, as something very highly attainable. It's like the Lamborghini. You don't, you don't need a Lamborghini. Like, you know, you can get by in life without a Lamborghini, but gee, if you had one, like, you know, <laughs> wouldn't you try if you could? Wouldn't you go for a spin or wouldn't you save up the money or get the amazing job to achieve that goal? And once you had that goal, would you scribble on the leather covered seats or would you piss on the wheel or would you, you know, that, that car would be kept in mint condition because it was so highly valued. Well, as Steve, is it Steve Harvey? Is that the uh, American? Women are cars. No, go on. Steve Harvey, is yeah. that his name? One of the many PUA pickup artist dudes or the, the daddy No, coach no, guys. he's beautiful. No, he's not a pickup artist coach. No. He wrote the book. What was it? I don't know. Oh, I was just going to say it's something. It's a brilliant book, actually. I really like it. Okay, so he's been on Oprah and all of those things. He's, got, he's a radio star in the States with a massive following. Millions and millions of people listen to him. And he had this little segment on his radio spot where people would send in their little problems. It was just a, you know, a dear Steve moment. And over years, he found that women kept sending in these same letters about men. So he started giving really good wisdom. He's an African-American man with very high standards, very strong family values, very spiritual, very uh, much follows God. Um, and his book, was, his statement in this is that men love women with standards. Because women who have got standards make the man rise to meet her standards and it makes him feel more of a man. That's right. And so he talks about hookups is an interesting term because he talks about fishing with the hook. Yes. And he says, are you a, a throwback or are you a keeper? And that's what you need to decide with each sexual experience that you are wanting to, or each each sexual experience. Are you wanting to be a, a throwback or are you wanting to be a keeper? Yeah. And if you're wanting to be a keeper, then my rules are that you have no sex until monogamy. Yeah. Now, what is monogamy? Monogamy is when you've had a conversation that says we are now in a committed monogamous relationship and that when you've both agreed on that, that is the time to introduce sex into the relationship. Now, that is very hard to do. I mean, it is hard to do because a lot of people have the inner child running the show. There's there's ego involved. There's does he like me involved. There's there's insecurity oh, there's so involved. Much vulnerability. There's emotional vulnerability involved. There's all of that stuff playing out. But Dr. John Gray's book, Mars and Venus on a Date, 
goes through this in impeccable detail. He lists four stages that are imperative if you want to be a keeper. And I think they go something like, um, uh, can she remember? Hang on a minute. All I remember is that the, the, the most important ones are intimacy comes last on the list of the four stages. So it's like, it's basically like you meet them, you date. Now I remember. Then there's uncertainty because often the man will go through a little, oh, I'm not sure period. And you, if you have had sex with him before he hits this little unsure period, he might not come back. Exactly. So withhold the sex, ladies. Cross the legs. And then once he goes through uncertainty, he'll come back even stronger than ever because he's decided for himself that you're a keeper. Then the exclusivity conversation happens. Then the intimacy may be unveiled. And again, Perfect. what's the rush? Exactly. You know, what's the rush? Well, the people that I, that the numerous people that I've had this conversation with, because I talk about this a lot in my public talks, and they will say, yes, but sex, it's important that they're good at sex. And I say, you will know if he's good at sex or she is good at sex yeah. by how they kiss. Absolutely. The, by the how kiss, they, you know, the kiss tells everything. The, kiss, the way they kiss you is the way they're going to make love to you or exactly. have sex with you. Exactly. You so you do not need to have person, penetration no. to be able to know whether they're good at sex if or not. If you think of every person you've ever been with and, and, and follow them that, that analogy, you, you'll see how true, how true it is. It, everything is amazing and the energy and the style. The other thing is if you're like this girl who's, who keeps falling into one-night stands or men that, you know, why have they left me? I just had sex with him. I thought we connected and bonded and then he doesn't want to see me again. If you're that girl, when, when a man comes across your path, maybe you need to start asking yourself some questions such as, if I took the physical chemistry out of this equation, would I have anything left for this person? What is he asking me about my day? Does he care about my children, my life, my job, my goals in five years? Has he asked me what my goals are? Have I asked him what his goals are? Or has know? it been all sexual energy? Do we have friendship? Does he text me just for the hell of it because he actually thought of something that would make me laugh at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday and he sends it through? You know, are we best friends? And all of those things, of course, are the building blocks to any relationship. But and here's the incentive if it's ladies that we're talking to about this is that the number of guys that come to me that say they have no problems at all in meeting women, they have no problems at all in getting dates, they have no problems at all in getting hookups, what they want is somebody that they can wake up and talk to in the morning. So do you have emotional and mental chemistry with this person? It doesn't just have to be sexual. Now, the guys that I find that lead so let's talk about the, the flip side of the guys that are going out and having sex all the time and they're yeah. coming to me and saying it's empty, you know, I can't meet women that I actually really want to hang with. And I've said, right, well, you're on a no sex for 90 days rule. And they look at me horrified. Now, the reality is if I can keep them up to 30 days, that's great. 30, but 90 is terrific. 30 is better than nothing. But that's right. But why that is is that what's happening is they're leading with their sexual energy. It's all fabulous. It's great. They're seeing this girl that usually about somewhere between the four and eight week mark they wake up one morning looking at this woman and going, we've got nothing in common. Why? Because they didn't qualify their buyer because it was all about sexual energy and no connection. So it is really important to follow what your recommendations for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Monogamy? Well, I think that monogamy, again, I'm not a moralist. What works for you? But energetically and traditionally and statistically, the majority of people are wanting monogamy. And I feel that until you've had the conversation that you're in a monogamous relationship, do not assume it. Mm -hmm. And that leads me to keeping yourself sexually healthy. Who are you having sex with? And just remember, the girl or guy that you're having sex with, if she's had or he has had sex with a couple of hundred people, 
you've now had sex with a couple of hundred people on top of your own list. So you need to be really aware of what's happening here. <coughs> Excuse me, sexually transmitted diseases are on the rise. They're not on the decline. AIDS is back again in a bigger way than it has been for a long time. The one that's radically disappeared, which is surprising doctors and gynos everywhere, is crabs because all the girls are waxing off their bits and there's no hair anymore. Oh, hilarious. In the 70s, crabs were huge. Now, crabs got nowhere to live. Crabs are gone. That's so funny, isn't it? I know. That is so funny. I just thought I'd throw that in. Go, Brazilians, go. I know, but can I just say, though, how many women stress over that that are in their 40s or 50s that when they were single last, that wasn't the focus. You might do a bit of a neat trim to make sure you weren't hanging outside bikinis. (laughs) But, you know, this is a really hard thing. It's like they're vulnerable. And they, they do, and then they're saying, well, should I or shouldn't I? And I'm saying, you know what, in your age group, there are plenty of men that really, there are some that love hair, there are some that don't. Just wait until you meet the right person and then you do what feels right for both of you. Nobody's because, going, I, like I, I've had guys that have said they can't stand it because they feel like they're pedophiles. You know, they feel like the they're... The Brazilian, they can't stand yeah, it. Yeah, they can't stand it because they feel... We, that, I don't know if that actually is an international what? terminology. So <laughs> that means where all pubic hair has been waxed off, okay? And, and then there have been men that go, oh, can't stand the bush. Um, but these are vulnerabilities that are around having sex but and having hookups. Can so, we just stop right there and reframe this entire sentence in, if a woman is comfortable in her own skin, her sexuality, her goddesshood and her energy, she's not going to care about what her vaginal hair looks like, how big or small her breasts are, or any lumps and bumps, and he is not at all either. And he's going to be thanking his lucky stars. He's lucky enough to be in bed with such a goddess. That is beautiful. And it, it's just beautiful. so far down the list of things that should even be a concern if you're beautiful. really owning your own energy here. And, you know, the right man as well, he's going to wait for as long as you want until you're ready to have sex. And if you're getting any nudgings or pushings or innuendos that are inappropriate or too forceful or too regular with this person, it's another red flag for you that he probably is not listing monogamy as number one on his list of five-year goals <laughs> Yes, right now. And the time to have sex is when, yes, as I've said, the other suggestions of when you've had the conversation about monogamy, etc. but it's also – when both of you really, really want to have sex. Correct. Now, that is very different, and that is connecting with this specific person. Yeah. Not because it's 1 o'clock in a nightclub and you're feeling a bit horny and a bit lonely and a bit of loving would be good. Yeah. It's when both of you desire each other and really, really want it now because you really need to think of sex in those horny lonely nightclub times as it's like the Krispy Kreme donut you open the box that smells amazing oh my god I haven't had one for ages you have one and you think oh my god I'm just gonna another one straight away and then you have another one and then after three or five or whatever you put the box away and the next day or later that night you feel sick to your stomach and it's not worth it it's such a high but it's a short-lived fake shallow high because physical chemistry burns out and crashes you back down on a low if you have long-term slow brewing cooking up emotional spiritual mental chemistry with a soul that burns a much brighter light and is much more soul fulfilling it's like the the home baked carrot cake with the you know cheese topping or whatever as compared to like the the light crispy cream that burns through and leaves you feeling shitty afterwards right it's a great analogy sex and food <laughs> sex and cars it's all the same thing this program's not brought to you by crispy cream <laughs> no no it's not and you know to that end back to the idea of rushing and needing sex and even having to have it straight away or even 
even if you've you've gone through Dr. John Gray's four steps, you know, of the of the meeting and then the uncertainty and then the exclusivity and then the intimacy, and you've finally reached that point, why do you even need to have sex? Why can't you do what you used to do when you were thirteen and really slowly going into the senses and just kiss for hours? Find do the tantra thing and find a hundred different ways to kiss someone before you even let them take your top off. Don't even allow them to progress until they've earned each step of that process by showing you their originality, you know, their their being in the now moment, their presence, their their ability to play. And, and we refer you back to our podcast that was called Sex, Sex and More Sex, where um, we talk about all different ways that you can really take your sex life to another level. So what would you say your punchline is, bottom line is today for anyone who's in hookup culture or has been there and is feeling a bit gross inside day after? What do you want to say to those people, Jane? I want them to ensure that every time they go to have a sexual experience that they're very clear about what it is that they are wanting and that they've got eyes wide open about what is the reality that they're going to get. And I believe before you do anything with anyone of the opposite sex, be it a date, be it you're meeting them for a hookup or whatever you've organised, sit down first and have two minutes of quiet and set your intent and just make sure you know what you want out of this experience so you're going very clear and don't miss the mark or wander off course. I consciously choose my sexual experiences for positive self-growth. We are The Love Life Show, Jane and Rebecca. You can find us on thewellnesscouch.com every Wednesday. It's our free half-hour show. Jane is available for private coaching. At janedonovan.com.au. And I am available for intuitive counselling, rebeccadetman.com. We're also on Facebook where you often like to send us private messages about what's going on in your lives, which all often makes for the best ever topic ideas. It does. We're so grateful for those. And the messages are getting so long. Yes. And they're so beautiful. Thank you. Our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash love life show or one word until this time next week be it with someone else or just with yourself have healthy happy sex and enjoy life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happening